Hi, this is Tony Tolato, and this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. This month on the Arrowverse featured the first spin-off series from Arrow, In the Flash. And let's start with season one and the Flash himself, Grant Gustin, covered by a colleague of mine, Tim Byers, at San Diego Comic-Con. Seeing the pilot at San Diego Comic-Con was very cool. Joining me there were Tim Byers of TheFool.com and also Justin Cavender of GeekLegacy.com. We kept looking at each other and just kind of nodding our heads in agreement that this was a pretty good pilot. The cast was great and the story hooked me into this universe of The Flash. There is a certain formula they did use they borrowed from Smallville. Essentially, in Smallville, kryptonite caused humans to experience special powers, at least in the first few seasons. For The Flash, there's a man-made event that does the same, but it doesn't seem as contrived as you'd think it would in the pilot episode. And at the roundtables at San Diego Comic-Con, Tim Byers of TheFool.com, and also his cool new site, TheFullBleed.net, covered the roundtable for me. You'll hear his questions and other reporters' questions as well. Starting us off is The Flash himself, Grant Gustin. Will he be leading his own team as implied in the pilot episode, as Barry was in a coma for a reason I won't share just yet? Um, well, he definitely needs, I mean, if he woke up from the coma and was just by himself, I don't think it would go very well, so he definitely needs them right now. But as Barry's kind of stubborn, because he's always done his own thing a little bit. He's always been an outcast, and now he has these friends, but they're his powers, and I think he's going to be, he's going to let them kind of drive the car for a little bit, but yeah, I mean, he, he may end up becoming the team leader because he's incredibly bright. Uh, they all are though, and but he also is stubborn, so I think sometimes he's going to not listen to their advice. <laughs> what do you want the writers to do? You mentioned that they're, they're your powers, they're the Flash two powers, yeah. and the Flash has, you know, we've got to see you run fast, there's a lot of stuff that the Flash can do. Yeah. So what are you hoping they, they let you do? I hope we can incorporate some time travel sooner rather than later. Yeah. Soon. yeah. I mean, we've teased it um, with with Harrison Wells' character, um, but yeah, I hope we can start to develop that more sooner rather than later. I mean, that that would present an endless possibility for storylines. So there is more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. What are Barry's more relatable, sympathetic qualities? He's been an outcast his whole life. He lost his mom at eleven, so I mean, which is awful. Um, but it, he's he's just kind of he's a strong character because of it, which is is cool. I mean, he's got this optimism, this hope. Um, but and he shuts people out pretty easily because I think he has a kind of a hard time trusting. The actor is adjusting to the TV schedule of The Flash. I'm number one on the call sheet, and I work every day, all day, pretty much, and I'm still adjusting to that and when, and fitting in my training when I can and just really just adjusting to a very drastic lifestyle change. Now, what kind of training did he do to prepare for the role? I'm, I've always been fast, but like as a kid, I could always beat people in races and everything, but I quit soccer as a kid because I thought running was ridiculous. I thought running back and forth was ridiculous. Really? Ironically, yeah. Um, yeah. People are trying to sign you up to marathons. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the track and field coach in high school always tried to re recruit me, but I was, I, I was doing theater. I mean, I was passionate about doing theater, so, but I'm fast enough to do it, so. <laughs> what is it you like about this role? 
as of, yeah. it's obviously as of now my favorite role I've ever played and the only thing that scares me about it is it might always be my favorite role that I ever get to play um, he's just so nice and everyone I mean he's got a lot of qualities I think that people can relate to and I think that's why people are really excited about this show and like this character I mean he's just really likable and I love playing him and what quality or qualities do you share with Barry Allen I think his optimism is probably the most similar quality, quality that we share the most. In this career, I think you have to be optimistic or you're going to go crazy. Um, and I, the only reason I'm, I do this is because of how much I love it. Uh, and I, it's, I just have the time of my life acting and, and theater. And it's just it's what I couldn't see myself doing anything else. And I think optimism is necessary while doing that. Um, do you think you're going to be going after I mean, hopefully that'll happen in the near future, too. But, yeah, I don't know. That'll be a daunting task for Barry. Grant appeared on Glee, and he was asked which of the two roles was more physically demanding. Those kids bust their ass, and that's a hard... Yeah, I mean, they work harder than most people on TV. I I was just in the suit for 13 hours the other day doing a fight scene, and that takes a toll on your body the next day. I felt like I got hit by train when I woke up. Here he talks more specifically about his training for The Flash. Nothing too drastic. I mean, I've always, like, as a dancer, I've always uh, trained to keep my body in shape, and I'm naturally thin, and there's not much I can do about that. Um, So, I mean, I haven't had to change anything drastically. It's just fitting it in with the shooting schedule has been the hardest part. And what about shooting those high-speed elements of The Flash? It's uh, uh, containing my legs. As a long, lanky person, I've always reached as I ran, and I worked with the track and field coach when I got the job and learned to kind of keep it all under me a little bit more and articulate my feet and reach with my feet and less with my legs. Exactly. I'm just trying to contain my long, lanky body. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Next up is one of the series' writers and executive producers and Greg Berlanti. He discusses introducing the Speed Force into the series. I think it's a, an essential part of the character, and uh, and I, our hope is to is to touch some element of that sooner rather than later. Um, how we land on it and and how we introduce it, you know, part of I think we feel like a lot of times part of our job is to sort of figure out a way to make it as dramatic and interesting as possible and and, and introduce it dramatically to the audience so that everyone who doesn't know anything about the Speed Force might go, wow, okay, uh, I get that, you know, I understand that. So, so, but yeah, we in success we would really deal with it on the show. I think it's uh, it's so much dependent on you know uh, um, as we do the sort of smaller parts individually successfully, then then we sort of try and build toward you know a, a good rendering or something. So no connected universe. Right? Should we start calling you guys Earth One? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how are, how are you gonna? The, the sandbox is probably still pretty big for you guys, yeah. even though there's no connected universe. Right. What are your you know, uh, DC's been, and Jeff, Jeff's obviously a co-creator of the show, So, uh, and so I think what we try and do is, uh, we haven't felt limited at all. I mean, I think if anything, which is the advent of more shows that are DC related, I think then we're sort of, you know, on something like Arrow where we may have grabbed like a lot more Batman guys, you know, you know now with Gotham, we're not doing that, you know, as much, you know, so I think that's where we kind of mind ourselves more. Um, and then, uh, you know, I think it sort of is, 
what's the desire for the show, what do we need for the show, and then is there a character in the DC Universe that kind of uh, helps us with that, or, or, you know, aids in terms of, like, what we want to say. Um, you've got one, you've got Ray Palmer. Absolutely, you've got, yes. You've got the Adam now. We do, yeah, and so that's a, that's a good example, uh, um, you know, of, you know, now we've got, we've got the Adam, but the world that doesn't know the Adam, you know, how do we introduce him to, to them, both as a character, and then, uh, you know, how do we build up like we did with Barry, you know, we, we didn't just, uh, he wasn't just uh, already uh, the Flash, you know, we obviously had to construct a world where it was, even in the world of the science of TV, believable that he could, you know, get these powers, so, um, uh, and, and we hope to do the same with Ray, and, and we hope to do the same with uh, Ronnie Raymond and Firestorm, and, and so... Uh, um, Can't wait to see who Professor Stein is. I know, we're just in the midst of talking about that. We have some ideas, you know. There's more on The Flash Season 1, so stay tuned. He explains how they tried to make this Flash its own and different from the original series. We, we definitely knew we wanted to re- it to reflect what we what we all loved about the comic and also about who Barry was. And I think it's always sort of, for me, it's always kind of like, who's the central character and what's their personality? And that tends to bring out a lot of the tonal elements of the show. So if they're a funny character, and Barry was, in my mind, always quick with a, a joke and, and uh, you know, and, and was also in awe of the world that he was in a lot of times and hanging out with these DC gods and sort of like commenting in the fact that like, wow, look, at they can do this and Superman can do that. That's so cool cool, you know, like, and that just, it sort of, it, it lent itself to a more um, um, regular guy kind of element and, and a sense of humor. Um, and then, uh, you know, the kind of, you know, it moves in the sci-fi world, so I think we knew we wanted those elements in terms of, of you know, baddies, and, and Arrow has his own version of, like, real crime drama kind of baddies, and whereas Arrow had, like, the family soap element, um, this had more, for us, the family show element, you know, uh, uh, in in terms of, you know, that was where Joe West was important, uh, and, and what family, and there was an incarnation of the comic where, where Barry had lived some time, uh, with the West, uh, and so, uh, and, and that was an interesting dynamic for us in terms of, like, you have this crush on this girl at, you know, 10 years old, and all of a sudden you're stuck living with her, you know, uh, how does that affect, uh, you know, your life, and, and, uh, and so you, you just sort of put all those things into a pot, and it kind of becomes the, the show that it is, I think. One reporter remarked that The Flash has a pantheon of villains, so they could do a Villain of the Week. But will there be a larger story arc besides that? We're trying to do several things at the same time, I think, which is we always try to have kind of the big bad of the year, mm-hmm. uh, which there are obviously hints at in the pilot. Uh, and um, Yeah. <laughs> So um, uh, so we try to do that, and then we also obviously have episodic stories, much like we do on Arrow, and some of those are, are, are you know, yes, he, and he does have a, a great uh, uh, collection of villains to choose from, uh, but we're also trying to do, and I think without maybe giving away too much, we also uh, try to deal with the reality of, like, you know, he's not Arrow, he's not killing them off, you know, so what is he going to do with them? And uh, what are we going to do with these people once we stop them? You can't, there's not a meta human prison yet you know what do you, where do you do with these people so um, um, so that was that's a question we ask ourselves really early in the story room and we answer really early in the show interesting I wonder what they'll come up with is there an element of police procedural in this series 
There is, yeah. That was sort of one of our original pitches to the network, which was, you know, and I think probably was in the original series too, which, uh, which was, you know, you, CSI is kind of a popular, it's almost his own genre, and so, uh, and so here you have a character who was in some ways the original CSI, and, uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, that, that helps. Uh, and, and it's also why Joe, I think, is in, kind of in both worlds. Joe knows his abilities, and so they have crime stories together, and then there's, uh, there's stuff that kind of comes through Star Labs, it's more meta-human related, and sometimes there's both. I was going to say, but it does seem like you're not going to sci- you're not going to shy away from the sci-fi elements of this no, at all. No, in yeah, fact, it looks like you, you're none of the rogues are off limits. We're going to see all of them. Yep, including Karad. It looks like we we are yeah we we keep building. That's a good example of uh, something we're trying to build toward, you know, <laughs> so that we can do baby steps. Uh, um, but I. I just, for so many of us, it's like what we would want to see if we saw a Flash show. And if I saw a Flash show and they didn't have sci-fi elements and they there weren't talking about Grodd and they weren't, I would feel like I was getting only 15% of the book, you know? and so and so that is our a large part of our, our job is to like make the show operate on a lot of levels but also really excite ourselves and make us kind of have episodes that we would want to watch that we would feel like um, oh my god if I miss the you know if I miss the cold ep- Captain Cold episode or the first rogue or who's the second rogue that he's gonna you know enlist and you know how do they you know how, what's their origin story how do they, how does he develop his code you know like all that stuff you start getting into whatever those details are it's like that's what makes it rewarding to come to work and deal with all the other bs now how would the flashbacks be done compared to arrow especially uh, during the nine months that barry was in a coma uh, we, we haven't uh, come up with that way yet, but that's a good idea, actually. So maybe we'll do one of those. Um, uh, no, we, we do different kinds. So we do sometimes his childhood, because there's, there's obviously part of the mystery of, of also what happened to his mom. And, and uh, um, you know, and, and as, that, as we deal with that throughout the year, uh, we go back there. And then each of the characters has backstories that we go into. Um, I think one thing that's really interesting to us, you know, when he, uh, when he runs... Uh, you know, he's also, if you notice in the pilot, a lot of the flashbacks are happening around his running. It helps make the running more dynamic, too, because there's things he's being brought back to. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned the speed force at the top. There's probably a world where he's not just flashing back at some point, you know? Yes, Gorilla Grodd will make an appearance in the series. And will he be more CGI or a man in an ape's? I think I think I think our visual effects department and our production department would kill me if I answered either way because they they both would want claims on how to do it. Um, uh, uh, but I, my sense is um, we're going to do a lot of exploration this year in terms of the technology and you know what we can pull off. But within the first seven episodes, you see a hint of uh, you see a hint of them. I won't say when or if, or if it's a flashback or the within the first seven you see a a hint. So we're 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 dealing with. Uh, some stuff there right now. And can you tell us who the villain in the second episode is? Uh, gosh, no one's asked me that. I don't know if I if I should uh, say. I mean, we, it's been vaguely out there in the internet. We were casting in the internet for Danton Black. So I don't know if that name rings a bell to anybody. Did you take any cues from the 1990 Flash at all? I mean, I think uh, it had a sense of adventure. Obviously, we, we stole an actor. Right. I think I think there's uh, we've talked about not just taking characters from the comic book 
but they had a couple characters on that show that weren't in the comic books um, and, uh, and and maybe grabbing an idea from, from there in that way too uh, we love to grab from any of those elements because it, again it just makes it I think fun for everybody you know and it's a whole other the show's been operating on a couple of different levels if you're, if you're doing something like that but what seems to be different about it is that show didn't really explore the rogues too much if I correct me if I'm wrong here you have like I don't, I don't, I, yeah you did like, yes yeah, and his sidekick right and yeah you had, uh, <laughs> you had Captain Cold yeah there was Cold yep there was and a mirror there was master other. kind of guy well, yeah did yeah. master not appear like he was going to be but then did I don't know, but it looks. I've already like watched enough of all of them, and enough uh, with enough uh, whatever. I've seen the cold episode recently. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, they had there were there were elements of, uh, they did on the show that were. I mean, I think you can. I don't know. I learned from all the the shows. You know, when you watch them, you're like, oh wow, okay, we actually are. They did CSI stuff really well, and they did, you know, and and uh, and so it, it does stimulate your brain. I think to go, oh, we should try something like that. You know. It was brought up about a Flash and Smallville possible crossover with the young Man of Steel making an appearance. At some point, it'd be nice to have some kind of reference to someone uh, from Metropolis. Uh, and uh, uh, that would be, again, that would be exciting to me just as a viewer. So, uh, but but we, haven't, we haven't had any of those kind of conversations. More on the Arrowverse to come, so stay tuned. Every month we'll have a new episode. Until next time, this is Tony Tolado. Thanks for listening.